It's a cool show. Hi, this is Jeffrey Gaines, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We are here in your ear. Tempting fate. Wherever you are, questions put to song randomly with the help of our friends, synchronicity. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. And today's show, we have been focusing on the music and the majesty of Joni Mitchell and using her songs as the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and taking questions from Joni experts. Who are going? Who are helping me to learn more about this woman whose music I really, really enjoy, and I would even say some of the stuff I absolutely love, but I don't really know her. And so I'm through this process. I'm actually getting to know her. And if you're out there listening, maybe you're getting a deeper dive into the greatness that she of her music. And if you're listening to the versions, if you're not getting turned on by the versions of the songs you've been hearing then I don't know what's wrong with you. And part of the reason that these songs have been so great is the guy who's standing next to me. The guy's been playing flute, and he will be playing other instruments and other ones. And and let's just get him on the, the air. Fuzzby Morris, welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Thank you, Andres. Good to be here, man. And uh, you're just a... I mean... I, uh, I I don't even want to start listing your credits because I would I would I wouldn't stop the Wikipedia page. Literally, I think it's a, it's an endless page. There's no bottom to it. <laughs> Who are so? But if if there was a, if you wanted if there are people in the audience, is there is there a few particular touchstones that you're like, yeah, I worked on that and that was pretty damn cool. Hmm. Touchstones. Um, well, some of these people I were in their band. Some of them I was not. But major touchstones would be. Frank Zappa, Jaco Pistorius, uh, Lou Reed, Peter Gabriel, Richie Havens, uh, the Chambers Brothers. So lightweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Half, <laughs> half-assed musicians, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, when do you, God, when do you work with Zappa? I didn't work with Zappa, but I met him when I was thirteen. And that started a sort of a mentor relationship with him. Every time he went uh, came to New York, I'd see him. And then I finally jammed with him when I was 16 on uh, two guitars. Yeah, and the, the Turtles band, you know, the Mark Volman, Howard Callum, Ainsley Dunbar band. 
and had a, a, a had a great great guitar connection with him and then he asked me to record with him which actually didn't end up happening because he was doing his movie at the time but we the, had the, an ongoing sort of mentor relationship wow yeah beautiful and do you feel sometimes do you feel like Luke Skywalker and Frank Zappa is his his spirit hovers over you and says trust I, Frank Zappa is appears on my radar all the time, regularly. Yeah. He's in my dreams. Uh, think about him. Many things remind me of him. He was an astounding character. And because he, he struck me so young, like 13, uh, I never forget it. Never, ever forget it. So this, uh, this isn't the Frank Zappa podcast. This is the Joni Mitchell podcast. Yes, Let's is. connect the dots there. So <laughs> how do you come to Joni? I met Joni in 1986. I was in. I was the guitarist for Lou Reed at that point. What record was that? Uh, it wasn't a record. It was a tour. It was the Conspiracy of Hope tour, Amnesty International. Oh, you were on that tour? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a pretty <laughs> no, that's a pretty a, massive that's a pretty like Bruce Springsteen, U two, Peter Gabriel, Pete Townsend. Uh, that was the second one. The one I was on was U two, The Police, Peter Gabriel, The Neville Brothers, Lou Reed. Brian Adams and Joan Baez. Wow. Uh, and then we had guests and, on the tour. We had Bob Dylan and uh, Robin Williams and all kinds of people guesting on it. But that's... On on that tour, I was in the Lou Reed Band, and the Lou Reed Band and the Peter Gabriel Band were sharing dressing rooms for the whole tour. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So you got to... You, you you know what Tony Levin looks like naked. <laughs> Actually, Tony's a good friend of mine, but he was not on that tour. Oh. Um, Larry Klein, oh, who was Joni's uh, ex-husband. Now we're getting now there. Now we're getting back to Joni. Larry was the bassist on that tour, and we shared dressing rooms. And I met Joni the second gig of that tour. We started in San Francisco. We came to L.A. We played at the Forum, and I, I got to the dressing room early. And nobody else was there but Joni Mitchell, mm. who I had never met, but who is a, a, a major inspiration and hero of mine since I was about 11. Uh, one of my huge muses and heroes. Hmm? What's she saying? Sorry, uh, Caitlin Wolfberg is, 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 busting the, is busting into the studio because she you needs... You forgot my favorite part of the story. What? <laughs> you didn't mention my favorite part of the story. Yeah. I Which was gotten to it. Oh, okay, I okay. I want to sit in on this story. Okay. <laughs> okay. She was gesturing wildly at me. Okay, so yeah, so we finish the story, Fuzz. Okay. So I go to the dressing room for the show at the forum. Who's sitting there but Joni Mitchell? I walk in, she's someone who I've loved and adored for a very early age, and she gives me a big grin, and I go over to her and she shakes hands with me and meets me. And she's drinking champagne. And um, I said, oh, my, it's so great to meet you. I have to tell you, your album, For the Roses, is one of my all-time favorite records by anybody. And she grabbed my arm and goes, that's my favorite, too. Mm. That's my favorite, too. I said about one more sentence, and then the next thing I said was like, I went into some kind of thing because, oh, my God, I'm talking to Joni Mitchell. And I, Would you yeah. like some word salad? Yeah. I lost my cool for there for a while. And then she grabbed my arm again and says, okay, have some champagne. <laughs> so we started drinking champagne together. 
And then we had this beautiful conversation, and we were eating shrimp. I remember there was a whole plate of shrimp. And we're having a great old time. Musicians never forget free shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking champagne and and eating shrimp. And one by one, the members of the two bands are are rolling in. The Peter Gabriel band and and, uh, what's the other band? The Lou Reed Lou band. Lou Reed band that yeah, I was the in. the one exactly. you were in. I don't even remember you're, my... You're still no. you're losing your mind See, just thinking about it. Just thinking about Joni Mitchell. I totally forgot about Lou Reed, because believe me, Joni Mitchell was way more of a hero of mine at that point. The, 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 the band's sort of filtering in. We're having an incredible old time, eating shrimp and drinking champagne. And, um, and then the rest of the tour ensued. And uh, the last gig of the tour at Giant Stadium in New York... She had to substitute for Pete Townshend. She wasn't supposed to play, but she needed a guitar, and she borrowed my electric guitar, which she tuned into the Joni Mitchell tuning with the low string down. Lou Reed's manager was yelling at me, Don't lend her that guitar! You give her that guitar, and it's never going to be in tune again! I actually kind of knew he was right. But she was such a total hero and muse of mine. I lent her a guitar. She tunes the low string down to C. She does her whole set. And I spent most of the Lou Reed set at Giant Stadium subtly retuning my guitar. (laughs) But I was so happy. And then, you know, I've had many uh, nice experiences with her after that. Really? So that was the the beginning of a beautiful friendship? The beginning of the beautiful friendship was champagne and shrimp and her borrowing my guitar and getting me in a lot of trouble. Well, uh, yeah, and wow, substituting for Pete. She's a substitute. She he substituted substitute for yes. her, Joni for him. Yes. Um, so, uh, and in all the time that you've known her since then, have you played music with her ever? You know, we used to have a sort of secret band at Le Deux Cafe, and she used to come there, and I probably technically did play guitar with her at some point. Probably technically. Yes, but for the most part, I acted as her bartender, and I brought her drinks, and I was so thrilled, and she'd hug me, and I'd bring her drinks, and I probably played guitar at the same time she was singing at least once. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> I could. I bet there's a lot more stories there, but we got to get on to your question, Fosby. So now, do you have a some Joni themed or inspired question for the Pop Oracle? Something, and I know that this is the point where. So we're remember this is a recorded session, so we can just you can take a minute to think about it if you don't really if you hadn't already prepared one, but you have one in mind. No. Okay. So the idea, just think about this while I'm talking about it. The idea is something, maybe something, a question you have about, uh, not less like about Joni Mitchell, like, you know, what's her middle name? Something we can look up. (laughs) But like, is Joni, who is Joni Mitchell the reincarnation of? Or is... uh, That'd be a great question, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, I had a dream about that one. Okay. I have one question. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, Fusby, what's your your question for the Pop Oracle? My question would be, in 2018, are people growing up, even knowing how unbelievable Joni Mitchell is, are they familiar with Joni Mitchell's work? I don't think I've heard anybody cover her in the last eight or ten years. My question would be, do people know the depth, the genius, and the brilliance of this woman's work? That's my question. Excellent. Okay, so that's a great question, Fuzby. And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, I would like you to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, 
Seven. Song number seven, which is, I know what song that is. I think it's a song that you're actually going to play on. Oh. It is, song number seven is For Free from oh. Ladies of the Canyon, performed by Caitlin Wolfberg. Oh, yeah. With Fuzby Morrison, Emily Elkin. Yeah. Going to play the piano. <laughs> Oh, okay, we can just go.
That, uh, so that was for free, performed by Caitlin Wolfberg, beautifully yeah. sung, Thanks. with Emily Elkin on the cello. Yeah. And Fuzzy Morris playing piano, answering his own question, which is, do people, young people coming up, even know how great Joni Mitchell is? That was a pretty... A phenomenal answer. I see, like, I see some tears in your eyes there, Fuzzy, because that was really potent, right? I, yeah, it I, was beautiful. I, I, I love, I love Joni Mitchell. I've loved her since I was twelve. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I have no mic. Hold on, yeah. Here. Yeah, so, no, I'll get, we'll get a mic for you. And then uh, just go sit in the chair. It'll be easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that will be easier. Moving a mic right now seems impossible. There you go. There you go. Alrighty. Ask me again. So I was just saying that. Yeah, that was that was. I can tell you're so moved by that. I love Joni. I've loved her since I was twelve. I loved her since I met her. I loved her in real life. I've been agonizing through her uh, health issues, and if she's listening, I love you, Joni. And. It felt amazing to play your songs and rediscover once again how unbelievably effing brilliant you are. <laughs> yeah. Truth. And, uh, Caitlin, what made you pick of all of Joni's songs? Now, again, we, mm. we started this. You were you started you started this I ball wanted, rolling. You and Sid. Well, I couldn't. I can't pick one, honestly. Well, you did. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I was going to do Amelia. That was the one I really wanted to do. Yeah. And um, I was all ready to, like, write a cello part and just try to sing over a cello and, and just and try that. But then Fuzzy was like, I could play this. And I was like, oh, that'll be beautiful <laughs> so we 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 fuzby chose this guy i wanted to do either amelia or the gallery well um, i can't think of a more perfect answer, answer to yeah. that question what, well what do you think about well, uh, fuzby what do you think about that is the well, answer to your question uh i you know you know when you said before what is the defining song there are people that are so outrageously great, like mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan, that there is no one song that can define them. No. Yeah. You, you really need to, have, you need to have a, a, a potpourri of things because they just cover too much area. Right. And to me, this was always one. And something about the way she plays piano, you know, she's an amazing guitarist. We just did Cold Blue Steel and, and Sweet Fire. 
and that's her incredible tune guitar thing. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like one of her great piano songs was a must for this because she's a great piano player. Yeah. What do you think, Caitlin? Well, I, I think it all ties into the whole Spotify free media for all young people. We live in an era where people have everything at their fingertips. And me growing up, I got my mom's record collection. And um, kids kids these days, kids I mean, days. I'm not that old, but I'm not that young either. I'm, I'm one of those people who's stuck in the middle. And it's kind of hard to to be to be there. I think Emily's kind of with me on that, where it's like uh, people who who are younger than us had the internet. Like I got a computer when I was ten years old, and it lived in our living room, and my mom watched me as I used it every day. <laughs> and it's not like that anymore. And 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 music wasn't free then either. YouTube didn't have everything on no. it. So I think that now, like. Kids, they get to experience music in a whole different way, and they get, like, playlists, and they're probably hearing Joni on a playlist, like, one song, and it's for free, you know? And so we're wondering, like, does it—I mean, we all—all our music, like Andras brought up earlier, music comes into our lives for a reason sometimes. Like, a song just shows up in your life, and it affects you immensely, like, like— it, it it becomes your entire mission statement in life, like one song. It can mm-hmm. do that to you. And so I, I think that when you listen to podcasts like this or we have access to all these things, like you're going to find stuff no matter what. And, and Joni is timeless, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep happening. She's yeah. not, I mean... <laughs> I yeah. mean, you can, yeah. Steve, Steve <laughs> Gregoropoulos and Taylor Swift is like, I want to bring that up. Is like, yes. But, you know, yeah, I yes. don't know. If, if somebody is listening to Lord, with all due respect, she's a very sweet girl and she's very talented. But if you're listening to Lord, then you need to tune into Joni Mitchell <laughs> because Joni Mitchell is about 300,000 times more depth than Lord. Well and, well, and foundational. I mean, we're all standing on the shoulders r- yes. of the things that came before. So it's not it's not an insult to someone who's a modern no. artist to say, if you really want to understand them, you're going to have to dig deeper, yeah. right, to understand yeah. what, what they come out of. Yeah. I think it's really interesting in this song. I mean, she's singing about, I'm a rock star. And there's right. these guy, this guy yes. who plays this for This guy's free. standing on the corner. And now she, but, but now everybody's that guy <laughs> right. on the internet. Everybody's, the guy everybody's the that guy. Yes. I'm that everybody's guy for sure. On the corner. It's hard for me to sing that lyric. I want to say, me, I play for pennies. Or me, I play for <laughs> right. beer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're all playing. Yeah. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. You're all playing for free for this, for the love of Joni, and I really appreciate it. You yeah. know, it's, it's an interesting world. It's a different world. Yeah, great, great lyric. Yeah, and well, I, I think, and, and a great answer. And I mean, this for me, there's something, and I think this was the thing I was saying. So when I, the real turning point for me was seeing Joni Mitchell live, and not everyone's going to get that opportunity. And I, and I lucked, you know, I fooled my way, backed my way into that opportunity. That's great. Chasing after Van Morrison, who just couldn't care less about the show he put on. <laughs> I mean, I love Van Morrison's music, so it's not I a I mean, perfect, if it was Astral but, Weeks, okay, but, right, but like no. anything else, you don't really have an excuse. On uh, yeah. I love Van Morrison. Oh. But, but that show, like, it's like, it's slow and steady wins the race. It's, you know, it's great to be on fire when you're 23, when you're 25, when you're 32, but... When you go, when you're one of the elders and you go on stage, you can see who's lived the life of music. And yeah, and so there is something that is 
for me, I'm just saying being in the room with the music hmm. makes a huge difference. And maybe that's part of what's hard with Joni Mitchell is it's like you can have a friend who can learn how to play a Beatles song and they'll play it in front of you and you're like, oh, my God, that's great. But very few people have the chops to really learn and deliver a Joni Mitchell song. So to get to be in the room with people playing this music, it just makes it come so much more alive for me. Like for me, I'm just sitting here like, hey, I mean, I, yeah. I, I've said sometimes about the about the wild honey things like or like the XTC appreciation thing that like when I see XTC Appreciation Society, this is the closest I'm ever going to get to seeing XTC. I'm never going to play a show like this that I can see. I hope that Joni, that Joni Mitchell plays more shows that I'll get a chance to see. But the fact is that many of us won't. And to be in the room with this music while it's being made, even if she's not here, is so, so powerful. So potent. And, uh, yeah, it makes me want to hear more of it. And, I, and we're going to get to. But uh, thank you so much, Caitlin, for, for, for gathering these people to make this song happen and for, you know, just sort of for, for inspiring and for inviting me, inviting so many of the people who have been playing music on this. So Awesome. We may it's even be hearing fun... from you one more time. It's been a fun crew. <laughs> yeah, it sure has. <laughs> Bringing people together. And thank you, Fuzby. You're, you're just a... a a shiny, adorable, wonderful person. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The chance to actually send some love to our Joni right now is, is, feels beautiful to me. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>